0: Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely.
1: I know, and I have twins, so I can really see it, (laughs) you know, in two totally different humans that, you know, born 10 minutes apart, boy and girl, developing it totally different rates (laughs) obviously um you know it's understood that girls develop faster than boys uh, females more faster than boys males sorry and the i can see it like she she spoke three or four months before he did like Hmm. talking you know with words she was she potty trained herself without thinking about it he was like three years of craziness (laughs) um and so on and so on. So you see these differences even between male and female as they're growing up. But the tendencies, the perception that they have,
0: Mm -hmm. it's
1: loud, like it's not (laughs) hard to find the differences between the two of them. They're very different. I know that in certain circumstances, I'll literally run up to the two kids, same exact situation, something just happened and i'll run up and i'll pick up zion and go oh buddy but you know blah, because blah, blah. i know taya does not even she's not paying attention doesn't care didn't phase her wasn't a big deal nothing or vice versa you know it's not just one of the it's right. changes depending on the circumstances because i know they're wired a certain way
0: welcome to self-helpful i'm your guide kevin miller and i curate the sea of new personal development messages to bring the most influential leaders onto this show join me as i question my guests to better understand their counsel so we can all integrate the wisdom into our lives because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others The Self-Helpful Podcast is presented by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping coaches. Visit Ziggler.com. Hello, Self-Helpful listeners. In this episode, know thyself, how to wield your nature and not let it own you. We've been looking at the idea of an inherent perception style, meaning that you have a hardwired perception style you will naturally experience life a certain way. The expert I brought in to discuss this is Linda Ross Vega. Linda Ross spent her life in the high-end business world and partnered with clinical psychologist Gary Jordan to research and create the Perception Style Theory to help individuals identify their strengths, appreciate human differences, and navigate challenges. Their book, and my muse here, is Unlock the Power of Your Perception. I discussed the concept with Linda Ross in the previous episode. Here, I bring my brother, Jared Angaza, in to discuss this further. We accept the concept of an inherent perception style. Jared actually has twins and testifies to them having a different perception style right out of the womb. However, we agree on the ability to understand our inherent perception style, not judge it as right or wrong and wield it according to what will serve ourselves and others and the situation best. You can listen in to see if you agree and our game to understand and leverage your perception style. You can take a free perception style assessment at yourtalentedvantage.com. Folks, you can see this and all episodes completely on YouTube if you'd like. Just search for Self-Helpful with Kevin Miller. Well, brother, what intrigued me with this message was the concept, and we all know, you know, objective reality happens and people experience it differently. But it was, you know, Linda Ross and her co-author and their studies on, we have an inherent, that's the word she used, inherent perception style. So if I understand that about you, like a personality style. So Jared has this perception style and it is not, now again, let's play with her premise, it is not going to change. For right now, I'm just going to go with that. Okay, that's what their studies show, that it's not going to change, but that's helpful. To understand my perception style that i'm gonna i'm gonna experience everything through it kind of you know like oh so-and-so sees things through rose-colored lenses and so-and-so sees things through crap colored glasses but she's saying that's legit and and that's why i was intrigued by the book and the studies going dang that's that puts more gravity to it maybe to, to understand ourselves and each other go, no, I authentically, naturally, inherently, whatever I perceive, I'm going to perceive things this way, maybe again, inherently or programmed. We can play with that obviously, because I, one of the things I asked her that we didn't really go down the path of fully was, yeah, but aren't we also all built for self-protection? So I'm going to tend to see things in a way that also protects me. Actually, play with that, if you will, because because we didn't really do that justice, I don't think, in the talk with her.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it has become more apparent to me, and I'm more tuned into it as a parent. It's funny, I hadn't planned that. But as a parent, it is, it is clearer to me because I see kids. I see my kids, and I see, oh, wow, Zion is definitely programmed like this. I didn't do that. I didn't have anything to do with that. I mean, yeah. other than genetically, maybe, but in terms of nurture, you know, nature versus nurture Darwin discussion, <clears throat> he came in with those plans, you know, and that perspective perception and so on. And <clears throat> I think that there's a, you know, it's why we do, we do these personality tests all the time, right? We, there's <laughs> all kinds of them. You, you and I have probably done a, a whole stack of 20 or so, um, those i think are trying to tap into what is the inherent blueprint within you and 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 so that people it's almost like a warning shot it's like hey this is what (laughs) just so you know i'm a you know a d on the di on the disc you know thing or whatever right or or i'm this on enneagram or whatever like in my group of friends you know in our community here everybody just introduces themselves with their Enneagram <laughs> discussion. It's like, yeah, I'm an eight. And they're like, Oh, got it. <laughs> um, so that it's just like a way of knowing each other. And it's, and and I think what we're doing is we're saying, Hey, here's my innate perception style. Um, yeah. And I, and, and when I would distinguish a little bit and I may, I'm just claiming my own thoughts, <laughs> but That's I would distinguish cool. a little bit on my, in my own world between um perspective and perception it's nuanced but i see my perspective is something that is both innate and environmentally influenced right by the environment around me so i have a a perspective which is a way of seeing it's the way or sorry i should say it's a way of believing it's the things that I believe, the things that are innately in me, the things uh-huh. that are genetically in me that I'm predisposed to. There are things that I am. Uh, well, there's all of that. Plus, there's the environmental influences from all around me. You know, you have one kid that grows up in one neighborhood. One kid grows up in another neighborhood, different experiences, different races, different experiences, different genders, different experiences, there's all these different layers uh, that give us different experiences. <clears throat> and when you combine that with what you came in with, if you will, genetically and so on, I feel like that constitutes our, our perspective, meaning the way we believe the world is. And then we respond accordingly. Our perception of the world, That's I think it's how we see everything according to that perspective, according to those beliefs. So our perspective yeah. can be, um, uh, somewhat malleable. And and, and I, and I mean that more in the evolution sense. Um, And, and I, I, I think that's part of, uh, I don't know, I think, I think that's part of what she was saying in the, in the book is, is that she recognizes that our perception is going to be evolving a bit. It's going to be like, you have it in you like that kind of a, a, a trait in the way that you would normally look at things. But as you grow, as life happens, as you have experiences, you may respond differently to the way that you see that way. So you may I, m- mature in it is what I think is what she's getting at. And I agree with
0: that. I, no, I like that. I want, I want to play. I didn't quite uh, lock into your... Differentiation of perspective and perception. So let me play with it this way. I was thinking about this the other day. So going down from my house in the town, we go through this little mountain pass, and it's a a, a, a east west running canyon in essence. So one side's north facing, one side is south facing. The one that is north facing is full of snow and this is, this is like ski resorts you know, you go to ski resort, you go to Vale and go, go on I-70, which is running Northeast. Or, I mean, sorry, East, East and West. Um, and you go down I-70 and over on the Vale side, uh, it's snow and people are skiing, uh, yeah. on, on the North side, on the South side, just across the interstate, it's completely melted off and you're over there hiking and somebody may be hiking in shorts, you know, it's, it's such a different world. So I'm seeing that as, okay, that's the perspective. You know, a different perspective. So the kid who grows up over here, man, most of the time, it's just, you know, it's kind of dry. Kid grows up right over here. You know, it's like a quarter mile on the other side of the mountain and he lives in the snow. Most of the time. different perspectives. Now, the perception, though, would be how they uh, interpret, you know, either way. And so you got the one who's yeah. just, and I'm going to be, you know, I'll polarize on the optimist pessimist. The one dude's a he's pessimist. And it, yeah. yeah, it's always hot over here. It's dusty over here. And then you put him on the other side. He goes, man, it's always cold over here and wet over here. Either way, you know, he's kind of irritated about it. And that's his perception, regardless of differing perspectives. Does that track that's with grass, what
1: you Grass is greener. Yeah. Oh,
0: okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I, I, I think, you know, our father, uh, he, in the, I guess it was in uh, the, in 40 Days of the Work You Love, I think. Maybe it was in a different book. <laughs> I'm so sorry, I can't remember. But anyway, he tells a story. Maybe it might have been in the book that we wrote together, actually, uh, Wisdom Meets Passion. Anyway, he tells the story of his different um, stories, the different stories, or, or, or maybe perceptions of his story yeah. and you know i am born you know poor and on the farm and didn't have this and didn't have that and limited by this and parents this and that all that or i was born on a farm i got to be raised around nature and animals and freedom outside and blue skies and you know playing in the barn and making forts out of hay bales and you know and, and growing up around you know learning about food and all that stuff totally different story, different perspective, or or, sorry, perception of the same exact thing that happened. But he perceives it, he can make a choice as to how he perceives it. Um, Other people can make a choice as to how they perceive it simply if he had just read the story without, you know, his without kind of infusing the way he felt about it, he could just tell the story. And we have a different perception about what that means uh there are all kinds of stories that we hear someone may hear one story and think oh my god that's horrible and the other person hears the story and says oh, i'm so grateful that happened for you congratulations and and they just handle it different ways i think that's based on the Ever evolving perception, sorry, perspective. Now I'm getting confused. Perspective uh, yeah. that we have within us, which is like our internal operating system that that says yeah. you believe this. Don't forget it. Everything should be attuned to that, including your perception of the way that you see the world. It's almost like your perception is the lenses, and and your perspective is kind of like the the engine that or the eyes maybe the eyes that sees yeah. through the lenses. Um, and I don't know that it's necessarily that important to make that distinction the point is that our perception can change. There is a choice involved in our perception. There is an evolution due to experiences happening to us and it can evolve. We can mature and so on. So it is, it is somewhat malleable. It's going to change as we change.
0: I think that's what, that's an important point of why I care about this topic though, because if we do look at, so, you know, the objective reality happens <clears throat> and, and, we then have a way that we perceive that, but that's what we play with in the self-help space is, well, you choose, you write the story however you want to. And I get that, but I think what's bothered me, and that's why I was interested in Linda Ross's message here is her saying, okay, but you naturally are going to perceive it initially a certain way. She did a, I was gonna say a good job, she did a job of really making the different six different styles all sound are, are all from a positive standpoint. She wasn't saying this is better or worse, or this is, you know, she didn't say some people have a positive perception style. Some have a negative. She said that they're all there. They all have positives and negatives. You know, but we all have an, an innate perception style going back to your kids. So before they've even experienced life, I mean, you got twins, which makes it even more acute. You know, you got twins. So before they've been experienced life, yeah. X happens, and one automatically tends to perceive things this way, and this one automatically tends to perceive things another way. And that those are going to continue to evolve based on their desires and their exposure to circumstances mm-hmm. in life that they don't they don't uh, control. You know, they can't control, but that still. Let's just come back to the the innate though before they experience stuff that they just naturally tend to perceive things a certain yeah. way.
1: A part of what I was tuning into earlier when we started this is that I I don't think I bought into it that much before I had kids. And like you said, me neither.
0: Nature I versus have, nurture, totally.
1: I know, and I have twins, so I can really see it. <laughs> you know, yeah. in two totally different humans that you know born 10 minutes apart boy and girl developing at totally different rates <laughs> obviously huh. um you know th- it's understood that girls develop faster than boys uh, females more th- faster than boys males sorry yeah. and the i can see it like she she spoke 3 or 4 months before he did like hmm. talking you know with words she was she potty trained herself without thinking about it he was like three years of craziness. (laughs) Um, And so on and so on. So you see these differences, even between male and female as they're growing up. But the tendencies, the perception that they have, Mm -hmm. it's loud, like it's not (laughs) hard to find the differences between the two of them. They're very different. I know that in certain circumstances, I'll literally run up to the two kids, same exact situation. Something just happened and I'll run up and I'll pick up Zion and go, oh, buddy, but you know, blah, because blah, blah. I know Taya doesn't even, she's not even paying attention, doesn't care, didn't phase her, wasn't a big deal, nothing or vice versa. You know, it's not just one of the, it's right. changes depending on the circumstances. Because I know they're wired a certain way. <clears throat> now, as a parent, I also have an opportunity to invest in a certain direction. If something looks like it's hurting that child, you know, <clears throat> that's just as a parent. I think as an adult, we, we just have to do that on our own. They're like, is this bearing the kind of fruit in my life <laughs> by constantly seeing things and responding in this way? Or should I tune this in a different direction and in a different way? Right. We read self help books. You know, we do get involved in personal development. Those are things that we're doing because we recognize a, a way that we are showing up in, in the way that we're seeing the world let's just say is less than optimized. So, so maybe it's a big overt problem. Maybe it's just, we want to get better, you know, whatever. And so we engage in these things to change to ever so slightly not change, but influence our perception of the world. Yeah, You know, we think about things that we've done experiences that we had, you know, you and I, you know, hiking mountains or things on bicycles, whatever it may be, or whatever it is, We, we have some experience. It's like, Whoa, I'll never see the world the same way. And, uh, you know, and we've both had lots of different kinds of experiences like that, from relationship stuff to, uh, you know, babies being born and coming, oh, my God, I'm a father, you know, all these moments that are so pivotal. <clears throat> and they shape who we are. And I think that if allowed and nurtured, there is a natural maturization that can happen with your perception, uh, and the way your worldview. And, we feed it. I think we're feeding it all the time, whether or not we're cognizant of it or not. Yeah, And that's what we're doing here. I mean, with self-helpful is, is we're consciously saying, I recognize I'm showing up in a certain way. As, some aspects of that are wonderful, and other aspects are things I'd like to tune in another direction, or mature, or evolve in some certain way.
0: Yeah, and, and to that degree, I just want it out on the table. which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. This is how Kevin, this is how I generally I'm going to naturally perceive something then. So the, if I'm aware of it now, I'm able to, as we, what you keep coming back to, I think, you know, now I'm able to consider it and go, Hmm, what's working for me, what's producing life and health and goodness. And what is not, and not to be judgmental, but that's one aspect. And the other is to, I think to have, well, maybe that not to be judgmental, but to be considerate of that. And even if you go back like the, I think I talked about in the show with her, Idea of a bear coming out of the woods, which is so funny. It was literally, I think, two days later. I think I sent. I, sent, I think I sent you guys. Yeah, I we had did, a little, it, yeah. little right bear right come there, up on yeah. the uh, on the deck. Unfortunately, I was the only one there. The family wasn't even there. But you know, the idea of hey, here comes a bear, and I'm prone to go, kids, come on, and literally not just come to the window, like let's go out on the deck, check it out. You know, we we've seen the bears, and well, anyways, even even without justifying whatever, that's my tendency is oh wow, and t- and my wife is is not fear, it's not negative or anything, but it's protective of going, okay, hold on. Let's, why don't we keep the doors locked there? Dude, that is not wrong. Neither one is wrong and that's what we tend to do. That's what interests me is we tend to judge. We tend to look at that and go, come on, there's no, and I'm gonna make my case. Okay, when was the last bear attack? you know, and they're more scared of us than they are. And I want the kids to experience it and yada, yada, yada. And she's going to go on the other side and go, well, there haven't been many, but the ones that have been are fatal. So I'm not, you know, they both make sense. They're both legit. So if we can understand our perception styles and, and step back and be aware, it's gonna bear. Okay. Hey, let's, how can we honor each other? Let's not justify Let's realize that the only objective reality is bear. That's it. After that, it's story we're writing. How can we do that and have grace for ourselves and the other person. And then how can we, you know, how can we work it? Cause in reality, as I'm thinking about that, thinking, you know what, we can see the bear just fine out the big window. We don't really have to go outside. And it is, I mean, that that's an unnecessary danger to step outside, to see it, what the, the window's fine. We can, we can see clearly out there. Yeah, Yeah. But either way to help maneuver and manage the situation to the benefit of all.
1: Yeah, I mean now that you're talking about it that way too, I, I think that we have choices, then I know that we have choices in how we respond. I can yeah. say to, to anything, first of all, but specifically even to our own perception. So your perception may be hey, let's go out there on the deck and dance with the bear. That seems like a cool idea. And that and that's fine, you know, in your mind. However, due to other information around you, <laughs> and even the perspective of Terry, your wife, then there is a, there's a choice for you to then adapt and say, actually, even though my first tendency would be to just go out there and do, you know, dance with the bear, I, I do recognize because I have other information, it's, but it's better for my family probably if we don't take that risk because it's not really that necessary and it's not much different than just looking out the window. So it's a risk that's not really worth it, even though that would be my normal perception or tendency to go that direction. So I think that's part of the evolution and what Linda Ross was talking about. Um, in that we, we have a, I'm using my words there, I guess, but we have a choice as to how we respond to our innate perspective, perception, whatever it is. Um, and we have the, also also the ability to intentionally influence it along the way, which again, I think is the process of, of what we call self-help, self-development, personal development, that kind of
0: stuff. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah, I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking on to what you said that maybe the cutoff for me of like, okay, whatever happens, you just decide what story you're going to write. It just doesn't feel that easy for me. And that's, that's what, where my interest was. You don't just flippantly because you have a natural wired in and without understanding, I think that's what I'm, what, what I'm feeling here without understanding my natural perception style, then I'm so much more limited in how I can exercise choice to alter it as you said to respond differently to be aware of it
1: absolutely i mean that that's why we end up going and doing all these personality tests because of that we're, we're we're trying to do that we're saying yeah. if i'm aware of how i'm designed however you know whatever assessment test you know whatever we might take we're i think the the reason we're taking it the, the motivation behind that what drives us if you will is that we want to know more about ourselves. We want to understand, is this really like a thing that I'm showing up? Is like, is this like a patterned thing that other people have, or is this just some wild hair of my life? Is this just some, was I dropped on my head, you know, was I, or, or, or am I some godlike figure, you know, <laughs> whatever it is, whatever side of the spectrum you're on and you're wondering, yeah. is this just me or is this quote unquote normal? I think is what we say. Uh, But to understand, actually, it's very indicative of a particular archetype of whatever assessment we're Mm -hmm. taking. An eight, in my case, in the Enneagram. And people can go, oh, so anyone that knows the Enneagram, you know, I can walk into any of my friends and say I'm an eight. And they go, got it. I know about 80% of you already. (laughs) Yeah. And the reason I know that is because at some point in my life. I found out about the Enneagram and I found out that I could understand a little bit more about how I'm created. Why wouldn't I do that? <laughs> so oh, I, I can, yeah. I can, when I get that urge or that tendency to respond in a certain way, and maybe before I thought, Oh, that's a evil or bad or, or whatever negative yeah. thing. Yeah. Maybe it's cause I'm thinking this or doing that. At some point I can kind of understand through the understanding of the assessments, actually I'm sort of programmed to lean a little bit in that direction. That sounds reasonable that I would come up with that conclusion. Fine. I'm not evil. That's just what I thought at the time. And I don't think it now I'm good. Oh my God. I just made it out. (laughs) It's like, I'm finding ways to like, the more I got, I get to understand who I am and how I'm created. It's like, Oh, I'm not kind of, I'm not stuck in that little trap where I was before thinking whatever I, I thought that was negative. It's like, no, I actually understand. This is just part of who I am. And a lot of people have a lot of these tendencies. Mm -hmm. Uh, To some degree, I think the more I've explored that, the more I've explored myself internally in that self-contemplation, and then the more that I've done that in community with others, the more I've realized how similar we actually all are, (laughs) even though we think we're we're so vastly different. Um, Yeah. I don't believe that so much anymore. (laughs) I think that we are, I know scientifically and otherwise (laughs) that we are innately interconnected. I also recognize that now that there are a lot of like isms and personalities and archetypes and things that are very similar that we kind of come in with. And then we all have choices as to how we respond to that. We have choices as to how we influence that. That's the nurture part. We have choices in all of this stuff including how we feel about how we see something, you know, yeah. I might look at something and, and say, I feel this way about it. Now I feel bad about that. And so on. We have choices all along the way. Well, you, so I don't know. I, I think it's a, it's an well, scenario.
0: Well, but I like the concept. You got me thinking about it, talking about kids Legos, you know, that if we give uh, five kids, you know, a, a bag of Legos that all has the possibility of some kind of a vehicle that can take them from point a to point z you know but it's not it's different parts that we're all trying to figure out what our parts are uh, and i think we're all capable of a lot of stuff we're all capable of driving cross-country but you may you got certain parts and you may end up with you know slick tires for like a porsche and over here want, i want i want that but i got knobby tires it's just it just is yeah. so adapt to that, you know, figure, I am want to do figure out what I got. And then I can adapt go, well, okay, really, you, you know, you can go fast and, but you're confined to roads, dude. Sorry. I'm going to use my knobbies and I can go over mountains, you know, and, and, and understanding and honoring that. But then, you know, also to your point too, figuring out, well, maybe I do want some other parts or whatever. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to do some work, you know, for that talking about the personality profiles. One of the things that sticks out to me a little bit I'm going to try to see if, I, if I'm if i thinking about this right, is a lot of them, you talked about the disc profile and it's kind of like how we respond to things, you know, how we respond. You, you know, you're going to be aggressive or type A or you're going to be, you know, compliant or you're going to be whatever, detail-oriented. It's it's an outward thing. And this perception style to me was almost more of um, kind of like, this is how we take things in. This is how I receive. So, Before I even respond, before I, before I act as a D or a C or a Enneagram as a one or a three or whatever, man, it starts with I wake up, my eyes open, and life's happen happening, and I'm going to naturally receive things this way. I'm going to receive the light coming in or the light not coming in. I'm going to receive the sunny day or the rainy day. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to tend to receive it this way. This is how I just again back to Linda Ross's thing. I'm going to naturally inherently, she would say, I'm going to in- inherently perceive things this way. If I'm aware of it, then I can decide what do I want to do with that perception? Do I want to accept it? Do I want to alter it? Do I want to seek more information? Do I want to ask questions? Do I want to evolve? Do I want to, you're kind of like the Legos thing. Do I want to, huh? Well, if that's the case, you know, I might want to bring a backpack today. I might want to do this. I mean, you know, understanding that as opposed to, again, judging it as right or wrong necessarily just let's just as you i cited to see you saying it just is just is you got to that just is your tendency what do you want to do with it now are you good with that natural perception you might say yeah i am this is what i see this is how i perceive things are good but if i don't now what's happening now what do i do with that if i perceive x with anxiety that maybe somebody else is not at all what do i want to do with that is that okay does that seem right? Does it seem relevant? You know, to, to like that. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a kind of the, kind of the snake stick thing, the therapeutic snake stick. You're going, you're going along a trail and you see something and you automatically, do you see a snake or a stick? And we've, again, I think we've judged that wrong. Oh, everybody should see it as a stick. Well, not if it's a snake. You shouldn't. That, that would be me. That would be my, that would be not my natural perception style is I'm just going to choose because I don't want the fear. I don't want the whatever. I'm going to choose that it's a stick. Well, I've got a lot of instances in my life where I would have been a lot better to know that there's an object. I'm going to tend to see it as a stick. Why don't we slow down a little bit and just see, instead of just going palm all going after it and hoping that I'm right because if I'm not, I'm going to get bit. I, and this is funny because I'm thinking about this. We've got, for some reason, uh, I don't know if it's an epic proportion, but more than normal, um, uh, rattlesnakes in Colorado. Uh, in certain areas. And I, and, and I wouldn't have thought much about it except we're riding the other day and literally was a fat butt rattlesnake on the side of the road that had been run over, but there it was. well, crap. I don't want to be out on a trail and bit by something like that. You know, and you're supposed to, I, we went through this the other day. Like, what do you do? You're supposed to like slow everything down. Well, dude, if I'm 10 miles out, what I'm going to do, just sit there and get my heart rate down and just sit there if I'm by myself, how do I get out? So we were talking about that. So it's legit, but I like that concept of going, okay, if we know our perception style, it gives us again, the ability to, or or, or what I said to, to receive, this is how I'm going to naturally receive things, perception style. What do I want to do with that? Which I can't, unless I'm aware of it, which again is why we had Linda Ross on the show.
1: Yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's kind of this personal development, you know, journey that we're on. It's a lot about just becoming cognizant of the things that are happening within us, the way that we're designed, the way that we respond. Is that a way that I want to respond? Do I want to give attention to that, to train myself in another direction or even just a little bit off of that direction or something? Do I want a little bit of this and a little bit of that, a little bit less of this, you know, and, and, and just speaking personally, I, I think, as you know, I was built with like a a badger inside me in terms of aggression um, and and like fight and all that stuff. It's just innately in me. I don't know why. I don't know where that came from necessarily, but it has always been there. And everything that I do and have experienced and everything, that's always there, present somewhere. Now, it may be overtly out there and recognizable by other people around me, Uh, in more of an obvious way, or it may be stewing within me and it's recognizable in the energetic level, you know, or, and this is where I like to think that I've arrived. (laughs) Um, it's not noticeable because it welled up within me. I faced it and I breathed it out and I came back to the table without the aggression It was my tendency, but because I've created practices around it, it doesn't have to own me anymore. Yeah. You know, to some degree, I feel like that's almost like breaking generational curses and things like that when it comes to something like anger and aggression and and something negative in that way. There are other things like my tendency towards awe. And again, I'm using myself as an example. I always do that because it's it's something I can just own. I'm not talking about somebody else. (laughs) Um, Yeah my, my tendency towards awe and reverence and things like that. And I think, Oh man, both of our parents are pretty great with that. I think, uh, I, I, I just bought both of them, uh, Rick Rubin's the creative act. Oh my mm. God. A spectacular book on creativity and, and, and all anyway, I got it both, got it for them, both their own books so they can mark them up or whatever. And they were both excited about that. And they're already into them. <clears throat> they're big on wonder and awe And like, Go, you know, suck in the, the roses, and, you know, take in the clouds and like all, all the stuff. And that's something that's innate within me. And that's something that I've wanted to tune into more rather than try to correct and or however you want to say it, rather than tra- try to change it in any way. So those are two things that are innately within me. One, I wanted to right. give more attention and carry forward further so that my children experience that and they carry it forward, maybe. Uh, that that's the awe and the reverence and the, and the the appreciation of sacred things and things like, again, both of our parents, I think are are very tuned into that, uh, dad more now probably than ever. Um, and, and I, and I think that's something that's innate within me. I'm grateful for that, that anger and aggression and whatever. I don't know where that came from. I've never experienced that in either one of our parents that much. Um, but I, I had that so much in me for whatever reasons and it's been something that I've really had to dance with, something that I felt ashamed about before, something that I felt wrong about before. And now it's something that I'm like, oh, that's energy. That's power, baby. I can use that. <laughs> and I can tune that and, and wield it in a way that I want to. It doesn't have to own me anymore. One thing I did learn, by the way, just in, now that we're in an anger management discussion, <laughs> is that I don't, want, I don't want to squelch that trying to push that down and squelch it just made me angrier <laughs> and more volatile. Uh, that was not, I wanted to take that energy and get it out of me, get it away. Instead, yeah. now I've taken, I've learned how to take that energy and say, oh, I can use that. It's a lot of energy. <laughs> I don't want to shoot that out the back door. I want to use that. I'm going to ride that wave. So I See, changed that. My idea is to tr- transmute it into love is the poetic version. Of
0: no, I, I love that. So the book's sitting behind me. um, men's work, Connor Beaton. Yeah. So we, I had him or we haven't published it yet, but so, but you know, I, I had him on a show mm-hmm. just before this, just before coming on with you, I was on his show or we did the recording for his show, literally yeah. talked about that, talked about the aspect. Now he's, he's talking about men, that's his platform and asked me about that. What I thought about those, uh, know we're in such a volatile time with some of these words and stuff, but the kind of the masculine aspect, you know, and what do you do with that? And I'm a proponent of, we we talked about that, of doing something with it. If we don't do something with that energy, in essence, I don't see it working out. If so, we're going to voyeuristically try to, you know, try to get it out and we're going to do things, you know, we're going to do porn or we're going to do drugs or we're going to do gambling or we're going to do whatever. I, I I'm with you. I want, I like let, let it rip. Now I'm going to go do it on a bike or on a trail or, you know, like you with boxing or whatever. And yeah. Just like that, I just let that right after uh,
1: this, I'm going to go hit the bag. <laughs> that's where I yeah, get it out. Yeah. But that's not, yeah. it's also, I want to be clear too, that it's not always just a ventilation shaft. It's not just like something where I have to go out and like hit the bag or I'm going to be a bad dad to my kids or something. That's Ooh. something that I I do hitting the bag like that. Yeah, part, I mean, obviously a big major part is just because it's exercise that I enjoy and, you know, there's some self-defense and things like that. Sure. But <clears throat> ultimately it's, it's a, it's an expression that fits my inner DNA. That's <laughs> like, I was probably a boxer in a, you know, in another life. Uh, like I have something in me in that, that, that feels good to let my, you have know, to have a valve to just get kind of aggression and things like that out could be anything. And I, and I, I can do that on a mountain bike too. But then the, the other side of what I was talking about though, is that I can take that energy and maybe transmute it and turn it into something entirely different. I found for instance with my kids in a situation where something wells up in me and I'm just like, Oh my God, I'm angry. And I'll take that energy and say like, how much, how could I, pour all of that into just, you know, Zion's done something to just like push me to my outer limits. And, and he's expecting, you know, like a outburst of some kind or whatever. And I say, I'm going to take all this energy, little man. I'm going to put it into hugging (laughs) you. I'm going to give you a big hug. (laughs) I'm going to say, I love you. And I'm going to see if I can work myself into a laugh. I'm going to see if I, and all of that was energy that I was just transmuting into something else. And, and I didn't have to go hit the bag because that would have just been like a, it's like the release thing on the instant pot. You know, you just let it out. Yeah. Instead, I wanted to use it for something productive and that's a little bit of a different dance.
0: Well, I'm back. I'm still, or not still, but I'm, I'm on with you on. It doesn't have to own me. That's what we're talking about. This is my
1: part of it. Honestly, that's the freedom part. Yeah.
0: Well, if you go again with Linda Ross's premise that you have an inherent perception style, you're saying, yes. Okay. Let's say, let's just accept that uh, for the sake of the, this discussion. Okay. And it doesn't have to own me. So I'm going to take it. And what I heard you saying in essence is, okay, this is the, you know, this is my perception style. Is it serving me? How's it serving me? How is yeah. it serving others? How is it serving the situation? Because if you have that and, and something, you know, where uh, you and I are walking along the street, and we got our kids. New york city late at night i don't know why we out there with our kids but let's just say that we're there uh and and there's you know we're gonna get mugged or something like that and my first thought is you huddle the kids grab protection or or go you know go try to get them gone and yours is to go confront the muggers and do that those could both serve very well that could be a great you know combo but being aware of that, of our, of that propensity and go, okay, what would serve best right now? Would it serve? Maybe we can't get out. Maybe there's nowhere to go. So it's a good thing that you've got some aggression, you know, in you and we use that or yeah. Or maybe there's there's shops to either side that are open and let's go with mine. And it's the, take them run and, you know, get behind a door and with other people and stuff. But yeah, what is it, is it going to serve and being aware of that? That's what I'm wanting to learn from this To say, this is my perception style. So when the objective reality happens, I know right away I'm programmed to know, oh, I'm going to do this because I'm thinking about it too, like with also with not judging it. You know, can we not judge it? That's what I feel like we tend to do. And that's what I'm trying to break myself from. Not judging my own perception style, not judging yours, not judging my wife, my kids, my whatever, but just being aware. Um, Because I, I, I know that I, with things just like the snake stick type thing, I tend to be a minimizer of things that sometimes don't need to be minimized. Somebody's feelings, a danger, a risk or whatever. Now, you know, in some places, again, it's, it's, if we say it's not bad, it just is, it's a thing. So in this instance is my natural minimizing. Let me realize that I'm doing that, you know, and is that going to serve me well? And in this instance, eh, maybe so. Yeah, that's good. That's a good thing to minimize. Somebody, you know, cut, cut me off in traffic, flip me off, you know, road rage, whatever. Why don't I just minimize that pull off, you know, at a rest area, get rid of them, whatever. That's probably pretty good as opposed to maximizing. Let's not do that. But over here, when it's somebody's emotion and a kid is emotionally traumatized or something, probably not a good place to minimize, which I've done, you know, and in right. my, where I might look at my wife and she tends to, you know, maximize things. That's a good place to do that and really join that kid and attach to them and be compassionate right. and empathetic and whatnot. And to get these on the table and figure, I, I like that. It doesn't have to own me, but I do No, not, but it doesn't have to own me. Here's my perception style inherent doesn't have to own me. I'm going to be aware of it so I can, in that situation, in that objective reality, what serves me, others, a situation best. That feels like, feels like the trifecta right there. I agree.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's thinking about the old, we didn't even watch it when we were kids, but GI Joe, right? They would say knowing is half the battle. I'm like, Hey, that's a pretty wise thing to say. (laughs) I, I agree. It is just what I, you know, cognizance, I think is what I would say, just being aware of the things that are innately in me. And it's interesting, I mean, you and I, you know, you see a stick every time and on the trail and think, oh, I should probably tune in the fact that sometimes that might be a snake. So I'll tune that a little bit, right? Yeah. I'm on the trail. I see a snake every time <laughs> and, and and like three other threats. <laughs> You know, and for me, I've had to like let a lot of that go and more of my security mindset and background and things like that and just be outside and be happy to see a stick <laughs> yeah. and be grateful and that and and maybe tune that back. So we both have different tendencies and we're and you and I are both tuning to kind of come into this range together, like where we're one's tuning up, one's tuning down, whatever it is, uh, because we realize that that. In that tuning, we might have a little bit of a better experience in our life, that we want mm-hmm. more, that serves us better. Is it serving you? And I think that you asked that question earlier. I think that's important. One of the other things, I took notes earlier uh, during the first podcast, and one of the things that Linda Ross was saying was, was the, that she said, you, you build your life around what you really feel rather than what you feel is missing or what others maybe think that you should yeah. achieve. Yeah. And I love that she brought that up. That's again, a choice, you know, that's a pivot point there it is to say like, is this, you know, do I perceive it as right or wrong, good or bad, you know, whatever. Do I, do I, uh, do I feel like, you know, something's missing that I need to replace or do I feel like this is too much? I spend a lot of my time in, in the presence of a therapist saying i i'm i'm constantly getting the feedback from everyone around me that i'm too much and and it it was really hurtful for me at the time or whatever and and i i also remember discovering in that that most of that was just coming from me <laughs> i felt like others perceived me as too much as were they weren't really thinking about that at all <laughs> uh so i had this perception that i had to change things and so on anyway fast forward through years of therapy. And I, I feel like this, this has a lot to do with my business role as a strategist as well. But I think, and as an activist, I think it's extremely important as a human, a strategist and an activist and anything else, probably to know your role. Yeah. Like what, what is the thing that you, that you're really adept at doing or, or intrinsically capable of doing or whatever, totally. like do that, lean into that. And, you know, there's lots of exceptions to all the things, but let's just have a general path here on this one and just say that when you have some of those innate things or or are tune into some of the things that are innate within you, uh, you know, know your role. No no I I've just been having a conversation with this with another organization that I'm working with and saying, Look, I think I've gotten out of the line of my role. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, another uh, situation where I just feel like what happened is I got put into this top dog position there, you know, for certain reasons of, you know, leadership and things like that. I was like, but all the other facets of this position are not my best role. I'm not serving you the best that I can. There was another thing I was doing recently where I felt like, wait a minute, I'm just doing this. Cause I ended up here. It's not my best role. And when you get really cognizant of that and you just constantly like, wait a minute, I'm out of my role here. <laughs> and you can just, self-correct and say, nope, I'm going to do the thing that's in my role. I have found more flow from that than about anything lately. It's just like knowing my role and sticking to it and then making healthy boundaries as Nedra 12 Glover would
0: talk. Totally. I'll, I'll quote Linda Ross's statement, or at least what was in her book, the concept that one style will change from situation to situation is a cop-out and allows us to avoid facing the concept of limitations The concept there, there are things that we will never do well. So I'm looking at that at perception styles. I was trying to come up with a good analogy and I don't know if I've got one, but just knowing my, you know, if I am a natural, uh, protective type person, maybe that would lend well towards, you know, being a cop or or something like that. I'm not, that's a good one. I am not protection. I mean, obviously, you know, as a dad and and husband and whatever, I mean, I've got that in me, but it's just not my first go-to, you know, with the kids going out, my first thing isn't thought, isn't their safety and protection necessarily. And I know other guys who it is totally, totally. And that's great, but that may dictate, yeah, what kind of parent you're going to be and what kind of vocation. I love that you brought that up. What kind of vocation that you go in that's going to be a fit, uh, and and not as opposed to saying that this crap that we do in this industry of self-help and personal development of going, oh, you can do and be anything. And Linda Ross, I, I felt like this for a long time, but Linda Ross, you know, said that we you can try, I guess, but you're going to suck at something. Something's she also going to be a You might
1: be miserable.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Which is, totally. I
1: think most often the case, and it's like, oh well, I'm going to be a doctor like my grandfather, father was, or my dad, or, or whatever, and, and that's what I'm going to do. And I'm like, wait a minute, you're not even geared in that direction. Like that is not your profile, man. <laughs> going to do, you're going to be miserable, you know. And people stay there sometimes forever. That's totally. that's tough.
0: No, I think I, but it's huge. So again, you know, I want want well, we can do this with our kids help them figure out what their perception style is, just like we do with the other personality profiles and whatever, and go, gosh, this is the way you tend to perceive life in these certain instances. That's probably going to serve you well down these pathways, you know, as an artist, an entrepreneur, an accountant or whatever. And, oh gosh, now that I'm seeing your perception style, X is probably going to be a bad choice for you. Now she questioned your ability to even master something, but let's say that you can go forward and you can master something. But uh, as you said, you're going to be miserable in it, which we have a lot of people that, I mean, you, you mentioned, uh, I don't know if you did, uh, did you mention doctors? Um, we have a lot of folks that go into those types of profession for, you know, to help people or for the fresh prestige or for the money or whatever. I mean, so any of those big professions in
1: a family. Yeah,
0: sure. Sure. Doctor, lawyer, whatever. And they do it and maybe they learn how to be a brain surgeon and they can do the mechanics very well. Hate it. Yeah, and they're to- totally miserable, and those are ones where they tend to invest so much in it that they seldom leave. They just put in their time, make a bunch of money till they can get the heck out, which you know is just a terrible testimony. But yeah, I, I, again, coming back to this perception style aspect of uh, it's why it excited me. That's why, and I knew you would resonate with it. Of going, but I love what you brought into it. Okay, this is if we take her her research, your your perception style is inherent. It in and of itself may not change a whole lot, but it doesn't have to own you and you learn to, well, we didn't use this word. I liked it though. We learned to wield it. We learned to wield it well, which I would think is as with everything we go with it. So man, uh, that's good. Thanks for bringing that light to me. I'll, I'll play with that in my wrap up some, uh, but, uh, yeah, I need you dig it. Such a, such a blast to have these discussions with you, brother. Thanks. Thanks man. You too. I enjoyed it. Well, again, Linda Ross Vega and co-author Gary Jordan, their book is Unlock the Power of Your Perception. And you can take a free perception style assessment. I took it. Uh, you can go to yourtalentedvantage.com. In the next episode, I'm going to cover the highlights of this series on perception style and what I'm working to learn and apply to my own life. Friends, thank you for tuning into Self Helpful, where I curate the sea of new personal development materials and help you integrate wisdom into your life because we all want to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others.